Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. My name is Xander and with me is... Craig WK. And we're here to talk about a game that's taken far too long for us to talk about. We've really been planning on trying to get this episode recorded together for a long time. It's true. It's uh, a game that's... We're we're aching for the new one to come out. Yeah. And every new version that comes out is pretty much the exact same thing, but we're super <laughs> excited for it anyway. Yeah, that's right. We're talking about Animal Crossing for the GameCube. Yes, we are. So yeah, this life simulation game from Nintendo was released. Hang on. Oh, yeah. Was released September. Uh-huh. 20. Yeah. Too late. A little late. September uh, 15th. 15th. Yes. That is correct. In 2002. And it has the player taking control of an avatar, which goes to a live in a town of anthropomorphic animals. It sure does. It's kind of adorable. It's, uh, you live a life. That's all you do. <laughs> that's, that's it. It, uh, it runs on real time. So yeah. whatever time it is, IRL is what time it is in AC. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, if you decide you want to play at like, let's say, I don't know, like, eight in the morning on a Saturday, but you're like, yeah, but I kind of want to just do this like stuff that normally gets done at night. You turn the game on and it it's the morning. Yeah. It's that, that's it. You know, I mean, there are ways around that, which we'll touch on later. Yeah. But if you're a cheater. Yeah. Time traveling cheater. Dirty cheater. <laughs> Did you ever? Uh, not in the GameCube version. Uh, eventually, eventually in, in other versions I did when I was just sort of like getting bored with the game and trying mm-hmm. to like speed things along and, and yeah, so eventually I did. Yeah. Do you remember, were you excited for this game when it came out? I kind of was. Uh, so I remember distinctly a uh, a Nintendo Power that only had a few vague screenshots of this because this was originally going to be for the 64DD. Yes, it was. And it was uh, Animal Forest is mm-hmm. what it's called in Japan. And it's what uh, the Nintendo Power said it was called. And, like, there wasn't a lot of information on it. But I remember looking at the pictures and just thinking, like, oh, what is this? Like, you're you're just sort of, like, walking through this, like, forest and there's, like, animal people everywhere. I was like, I, I, I just, I want to know more. Like, mm-hmm. I want to know more about it. And so eventually uh, Animal Crossing was, uh, or Animal Forest, if you will, was put on the GameCube. It was like Animal Forest Plus in Japan, and that was the version that they decided to bring over to America because, of course, the 64DD wasn't all that successful. Yeah, I thought it was uh, Animal Crossing or Animal Forest E Plus was the GameCube version that eventually got re-released because if Animal Forest was released in Japan... That might be, but I, I feel like we might be getting that mixed up with, like, the e-reader yeah. stuff. So, like, there was the, the updated Animal Forest that was a... Animal oh, yeah, Forest right, right, was on, right. was yeah, on GameCube, and then, and then the American version had the e-reader stuff, and then that was re-released in Japan. Maybe that was it then. It was something weird like that. I don't remember entirely, but I know that originally the game was on the 64. Yeah, the there's, 64 there's a lot of uh, tricky things that we'll have to talk about with this game. Especially because, the, because all the games are so similar... I know you have the same problem I do mm-hmm. where it's like, you'll think like, oh yeah, I love that part of the, wait, no, that was the DS game. Yeah, so let's address that real quick. Um, I have played Animal Crossing. I've played Animal Crossing Wild World. Uh-huh. I've played 
Animal and that was Crossing. the DS one, right? Right. Animal Crossing New Leaf. And I played a little bit of City Folk, which was the Wii game, uh-huh. but not enough to to remember anything from it. I played a little bit of the Wii one, and it should have been awesome. Yeah. And for some reason, yeah, it didn't catch me. But then again, the the newest DS version, uh, what was that? Uh, New Wild, Wii? Wild World and City Folk came out very close to one another. Wild World was the original DS one, right? Correct. That's the one I played the most yes. of. The The next one on the DS I played a bit, but not nearly as much. I think what killed the Wii version was the fact that we already had a portable one, and that was so much nicer. Well, it's convenient for visiting friends and stuff instead of yeah. having to deal with friend codes and stuff like that. Yeah, and the GameCube version had something really cool, is that because of the amount of data that it took up, uh-huh. the GameCube version came with a special memory card. It did, uh, because it basically took up a full memory card. Yeah. It was just one whole memory card devoted to Animal Crossing. Yeah, so for the price of the game, you got the game and a memory card. Yeah. Which was really only for Animal Crossing, unless you were some kind of animal (laughs) uh, who deleted that data and then used it for something else. Yeah, I wasn't an uh, I wasn't a heathen. Yeah, I, I think at that time they'd also had the the GameCube memory, the two fifty six memory card that had come out. Oh yeah, they did have a be- a bigger one. Yeah, and so the Animal Crossing came out because there was the gray, and then there was the two fifty six, and eventually there was a ten twenty eight. I think. Wow, I didn't realize they got because there was big. like the light gray, and then there was the black, and then there was the white. I think I was the white one the biggest. The one? The white one was the biggest one. I feel like I had the white one. Honestly. Yeah. Well, they they came out over time. So oh, okay, I gotcha. around the time Animal Crossing came out, I had already upgraded the two fifty six, and that was like more than enough. Yeah. But then it was nice to have like, a, oh, this is my Animal Crossing card. Right. Exactly. Uh, now, Xander, I tell you what, for for any of our listeners who don't have a clue what Animal Crossing is about, let's let's right. chat about the gameplay. Yeah. So you. Um, Go into your. You start the game off in a train, uh-huh. and you are going to your new life. You're moving to a new place, uh, and Rover the cat comes uh-huh. and talks to you, and asks that you, name? Uh, like, asks you if you're a boy or a girl. Maybe not even that direct. It might have been. Oh, I think he says, "What's your name?" You type in your name, and like, and the options are, "Isn't it cool?" or "Isn't it cute?" and that like determines if you're a boy or a girl somehow. It's something like that. Yeah, he asks a series of questions and then basically the questions that you answer also determine what you look yep. like. And there's a ridiculous amount of options. Like mm-hmm. insane. I think it's over 200 options that like combinations of your answers or whatever. Wow, that many. Something like yeah, depending on how you ask, answer and there were like scales of what you what your answer was. Oh, was there? Maybe, and again, maybe, <laughs> maybe not in the first one. <laughs> maybe not the but first one. But there were a ton one. of options for, for how I, your yeah. character could turn out. I do remember there, uh, 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 Rover asking a lot of questions. I don't necessarily remember a slider, mm-hmm. but that does not mean that it was not there. I know that was definitely introduced later, but yeah. it may or may not have been in the first one as well to kind of aid you in how many different options you had. <laughs> so you, you answer all these questions. Rover bids you farewell mm-hmm. and you get off in town and you get to name the town yourself because Rover is like, oh, what town are you heading to? And yep. you get to name it, which sidebar real quick. Xander, what did you always name your town? Uh, I think in the original, I named it Treno after, uh, yep. after Dark City Treno from Final Fantasy IX. Uh-huh. Yours has always been a Bawaku, right? <laughs> That's right. It has always been named after the Space Fortress in the uh, the Mobile Suit Gundam series, the 1979 Gundam series. So I always have a town named Abawaku, which is the goofiest sounding name ever. I mean, it's it's cool in Gundam. You know, right. it's like, oh, wow, this is a space fortress. This it looks is cool. goofy when your animal friends are saying it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's really weird. 
because it's it's you 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 don't you can't even spell it out totally, can you? Because isn't it a b o? It's uh, it's I just remember there's like so many hyphens in there. It, well, or there's hyphens, spaces, but, uh, yeah. So it's A space, like B-A-O-A space Q-U. And th- there was like never enough letters, so I had to like shorten it. So it's Abawa-ku. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's fine. It doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, I think you had some commas in there or something that I remember Oh, maybe seeing. there was? I, I thought it was spaces, but maybe I, maybe yeah, I threw a I've, comma in. To, you know, whatever. I reiterate, this game came out 18 <laughs> some odd years ago. So a long time ago now. If I don't remember how you spelled Abawaku, <laughs> forgive me. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> Apology accepted, Xander. Um, did you get this game when, when it came out? Yeah, my birthday is right after the 15th. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I got it for my birthday, potentially Christmas that year, but I'm very sure I got it for my birthday. Yeah. Sean and I, uh, Sean Arcade Phantom from uh, Noob, or not Noobs. Uh, Noiseland Arcade. Noiseland Arcade, uh-huh. the other end show. <laughs> uh, he and I were working at uh, a local grocery store together. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was really excited about it because the e-reader stuff was coming out. And he's like, "You dude, you can get old Nintendo games in it. You got to get it. And I was like... Uh-huh. Why not? I'm living at home and have disposable income. Let me <laughs> drop $50 randomly on a video game. Right. And I fell in love with it. So this for you was a random thing. Yeah. I had I didn't really hear about it before. And like, it looked, I was like, what is all this stuff? And he was like, Yo, tr- no, trust me, dude. Like, you're, you're going to like it. And I did. <laughs> it was right. He was not wrong. He usually is, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you, you. You know, arrive in the town that you've named. Yep. And oh, I should say, um, mm-hmm. in later games and going forward, my town is Quizabuck. Uh, Quizabuck. Yes. Uh, is that a word you made up? No, it is in some Webster's dictionary. It's a, <laughs> it means a big problem. <laughs> what if no one uses the word, Xander? Oh, that's a Duke catastrophe. <laughs> so, so you arrive in town and you I uh, go to you know your house yep. and. Well, actually, before you go to your house, Tom Nook meets you at the train station. That's right. He meets you at the station, yes. doesn't he? So and he leads you, and he lets you choose out of four houses that uh-huh. are available. Which, they're all about the same. They're like, the exact same. Yeah. It's just like, oh, one's a blue blue roof, and you can change all this stuff later. It's just like, where in this position of, of four blocks of houses do you want your house to be? Yeah, and so he's like, okay, so this is your house. You choose one, and he's like, oh, like, okay, that's wonderful. We have a very, very affordable mortgage for you. Mm-hmm. And it's like... 48,000 if I'm not mistaken is your first is your very first mortgage. Yeah. And so Tom Nook essentially kind of much like bankers do in the real uh the real estate world, they just kind of just like easy on in. They're just like, "Oh yeah, sign on these dotted lines. No big deal. This is the house of your dreams." Mm-hmm. And then you find yourself with a giant mortgage that you weren't anticipating. Yep. At least there's no escrow in Animal Crossing or interest. That's got to count for something. I mean, it's an interest-free loan. Tom Nook gets a lot of hate. You know, he, he's, he's, he's hailed, a reasonable realtor. I would say he's kind of a dumb realtor. Yeah. That or he's not telling you about the interest that is there. Right. Like if every other resident in that town paid like 50 bells for their house, then he's obviously super evil. Yeah. But, you know, if, if there's no interest, then that's not bad. Yep. And the only way to make money is to do tasks for friends uh-huh. until you can start acquiring equipment and selling it. Yeah, so uh, like, so that's the the premise of the start of the game, yeah. you know. But but really, the beauty of the game is just the amount of crap you can do. Mm-hmm. There's just so much stuff that you can do. 
You can, you know, plant a bunch of flowers. You can find fruit from trees and plant it and then make fruit trees and you can sell the fruit. Yep. You can go fishing. You can dig for fossils. Yep. You can just like catch bugs to sell mm-hmm. or any of this stuff, fish, fossils, bugs. You can instead, if you're feeling, you know, altruistic and like a bit of a philanthropist or maybe when you've, you know, finish paying off your house and all of the renovations to it and you want to donate it mm-hmm. that's an option too yep donate to the local museum or you can do what i do and kept all the t-rex bones for yourself <laughs> so you can have them in your basement so you can just look at them see i always donate to the museum first and then any extras i i take and sell well unless it's something sweet like, like a t-rex the, like the ankylosaurus you mean a t-rex i mean ankylosaurus you mean a t-rex i mean ankylosaurus you mean a t-rex <laughs> <laughs> no i don't mean t-rex because i had to give the t-rex stuff to you Oh, yeah, that's how I got it so easy. Yeah. No wonder I didn't have an Ankylosaurus in my museum. Yeah. Mm, go figure. There's uh, just a, also a ton of customization you can do. You can uh, edit your own shirts. Yeah, so it's it almost reminds me of like Mario Paint. Yeah. You get this grid and you color, you know, color it in, make shapes, make, you know, whatever you want. And then that becomes like the your shirt or your uh, hat as well. Yeah, in the GameCube version, it was your shirt and your hat. That's right. And... Uh, I mean, I'm not especially artistic, but, uh, you know, splotch a bunch of color on it, and mm-hmm. it's a free shirt at that point, yeah. basically. You could also change your town theme, which uh, will play every hour when the when the clock chimes. It will play your town's theme. Uh, and also, anytime you talk to somebody, it'll play, like, a, a special version of that tune. Anytime you walk into a store, it'll play that tune. I distinctly remember spending way too much time with yep. you mm-hmm. and uh, the Arcade Phantom Sean yep. as we went through and tried to perfect themes and it was impressive because you were able to kind of just do it on your own just yes. by listening. I had to like look online and find you know themes and jingles so I some uh, distinct ones I, I remember having for a bit were the uh, intro to Evangelion Cruel Angel's Thesis yep. I had that for a bit. I had uh, let's see I had uh, I feel like it was like another anime opening or something uh, there was like, oh, uh, I think it was Chala Head Chala from Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. I had that one for a bit. And then the one that you helped me with, I think, was uh, the theme to uh, Onet from Earthbound. Yeah, that I, sounds right. I believe that's the theme that you helped me uh, mm-hmm. perfect. Because I feel like I had one and I told you like, hey, it just, it's fine. It like, But it doesn't sound exactly right. And you listen to it and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. And you started just listening to it and tweaking it and playing with it until it came out perfect. Yeah. Mine... For the long, as long as I can remember playing Animal Crossing, uh-huh. has been Spadoinkle Day from Cannibal the Musical. <laughs> uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with Cannibal the Musical, but are familiar with early seasons of South Park, it's the song that played at the end of the episodes when it was like the Braniff logo. And it was just do, 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 do. Yeah, I could, I could never fit the do, do. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's always been mine. But I would always play and find different notes and like write down what they were and stuff like that. Yeah, I still somewhere have my original Animal Crossing guide just st- stuffed full of extra pages of stuff I wrote down. <laughs> That's great. I meant to bring it with me today, but I forgot. I moved recently, and so all my stuff is like packed oh, up, yeah. and I don't know where that is anymore. But it's like it's almost twice as big as it should be because I've packed so many like game <laughs> FAQ printouts of like so much extra stuff in there. Yeah, there's just, I mean, that's the the really one of the crazy things about Animal Crossing is at a quick glance, 
it doesn't feel like there's much to the game. Mm-hmm. You you wander around, you talk to your friends and neighbors and stuff, and it's like, all right, uh, why? Like, what am I doing this for? I don't under like. There's not that much to do. I'm kind of bored. Mm-hmm. But there is just so much going on. Like, there's holidays. Yep. You know, you have like uh, what is it? I think like New Year's, Independence Day. Uh, I think uh, it's Firework Day. Like oh any, yeah. Any like major like. Uh, like so, Christmas isn't actually Christmas. Toy it's day. just like, toy day, you know. So they they did stuff like that, but it's it usually consi- uh, coincided with any specific major holiday you would know of. No, yeah. no religious holidays save for Christmas. Yeah, so there toy like, day was there was the like only a spring one. festival, which is the closest you would get to Easter. Which there. I think technically in Japan was probably like a like cherry blossom viewing right, something festival like or that. something like yeah. that. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm trying to think. The there was Thanksgiving, there was Halloween. I think it was Harvest Festival, and then Halloween. I think was actually called Halloween. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, so you know, you you just have all these like festivals, and like random people will come to visit your town. Yep. Uh, like what was it, Katrina, the the fortune the, teller? Yeah, the psychic. And you had Crazy Red. Uh huh. Crazy who Red, the, who ran the black market. Which is funny to me because it it seems like a big play on Japanese culture there, because yes. uh, you have uh in a, in a lot of like ancient Japanese culture foxes and tanukis, which is what Tom Nook should be right. in America. They turn him into a raccoon because that was just easier for Americans. Right. So we don't have tanukis, and but they they both run a shop and they both dislike each other. Right. And so I feel like that's kind of the the play on like ancient mythology in Japan. Yeah, and there's all I mean, uh, tanuki are. Uh, historically known for like taking everyday objects and turning them into leaves which is what they think is you know is the inspiration behind any items you get turning into a leaf that you put oh in your yeah pocket. i'm sure i'm like 99 sure that's it there's no way nintendo did that by mistake right and foxes are mischievous so that's why uh-huh. crazy red runs the the black market uh-huh. he always sells fine art pieces but only one of them is ever legit <laughs> Yes, that's if you right. try to take, if you buy all the art that he that he has in there, he's ecstatic. He's taking your money. It's it's wonderful. But if you go to try to donate it, it's like, oh, this is not right. But even if you look at the the, the paintings or the art pieces themselves, mm-hmm. you can notice there's something off about them. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that there was actually something a little yeah, off. Yeah, there's always uh, sometimes. I mean, I would always pull up like pic- pictures online of like, what am I looking for? Like the Mona Lisa is like frowning and it's like it's it's an ever so slight detail and unless uh-huh. you're really looking you don't notice it but it is there that's funny uh, i didn't realize that uh, uh the game did that even in the gamecube version yeah or it'll be like the what is the venus de milo has arms you know something oh. goofy like that you <laughs> yeah, know yeah. but yeah the amount of detail in, the, in all of the items is just insane that's awesome i uh, yeah so you had uh, uh them visit and well, there was another uh, resident who who wasn't necessarily a visitor, but he did come to visit every so often. Not me, me once by mistake. Uh, I did it on purpose a couple times just to see it. Uh, Don Rossetti, or no, the Don is the brother, Mister Rossetti. I don't Mister- think they, I don't think they ever gave him a, an official first name. I think he is just Mister Rossetti. Yeah, he's a mole who. If, so so in this game, it'll tell you you always have to save. You yes. have to save when you're done playing. Or else, you know, bad things will happen. And, you know, sometimes you're either you're not paying attention. In my case, I think I turned it off without paying attention. I was just, like, in a hurry to leave, and I didn't right. get to save, and so I turned it off, and I was like, ah, crap. That's because you woke up at, like, 4 or 5 in the morning before we went to high <laughs> That's school. That's a story for later. <laughs> I'll get to that story. Don't you worry. Uh, but, yeah, so Mr. Rossetti uh, will come out. It's this mole, and he, he pops out, and he's like, what, what do we tell you? What do we tell you? 
We, we, we had a discussion. You, you agreed. You agreed that you would save every time. Why are you not saving? What happened? Do you think you can just go into the past and just like pretend this didn't happen? And he lectures you forever. And the crazy thing is, is whatever you didn't save still saved. Like, I, I, at least I'm pretty sure it did. Oh, I don't know if it did. I, I think if you don't save, it's what you did is kaput. It's gone, right? Uh, yeah, I don't recall. I, I thought anyway. Because I feel like there have been times where like, something has happened and I'm like oh crap and I've turned the game off and like tried to reset to see if it was still there and it was like still gone oh weird I could I be wrong it, maybe it was even a different version of the game right, I, I'm yes. pretty sure in the GameCube version it was it always you know you always had to save and I, I might be off but uh yeah he's basically this mole who comes out and yells at you for a long time yes like it's legitimately it, a yes. long lecture and it got so intense that in later versions they had to like take it out or make it an option. Oh yeah, wasn't it something where like kids were like, yeah, like were getting stressed. their feelings hurt? Yes, yeah, they were, it was the getting their feelings hurt. They were stressing out about like the stuff that he was yelling at you, and so like there was like Nintendo had to like say like, hey, this game has this feature, it can be turned off, but like just know. <laughs> I think <laughs> it was probably Japan. I, I I think it was probably just Japanese children were had an issue i, I could Maybe. be wrong i didn't I really know. i don't remember i thought i, I just, heard that rumor but i i don't know for yeah, sure I, I don't know much i know about for it. sure it's it's a thing that happened uh-huh. like that's you know the fact that Rossetti doesn't really come out in the later games is a thing it's kind of a shame because that's kind of an interesting approach yeah you know because it's you know you have to it, it, you're playing your life and if you pretend it didn't happen then you're not really you're just cheating your your time traveling you're not really living your life yeah. and so that's that's you know an issue that you know mr Rossetti has to answer yeah the really interesting thing is that Rossetti notices when you turn the game off or reset um or you know if you don't save the game properly mm-hmm. he doesn't catch your time travel though something else catches your time travel Oh, do you know what it is? I, I'm not sure. In, uh, I think, um, I know in Wild World, there was a weed that would grow in your town that couldn't be lifted. Really? It was like a gigantic, ugly red flower. <laughs> and it was stuck. And you couldn't do anything about it. If you time travel. Yes. That's really funny. Uh, I think there was something in, in the first one, too, but I, I don't recall what it was. I but it, yeah. you would go, like, if you did go in the future, your town has been neglected. Your weeds are all, like, grown up everywhere. Uh-huh. And so, like, I think if you if you kept going forward in time, you wouldn't get it so much. But if you ever went back, then that whatever that thing was oh, was there. Oh, I see. So if you went forward, you were fine. The moment you went back in time, yeah. the time police caught you, and then yes. you were in trouble. I gotcha. I now I uh, there is a uh, uh, something else to to chat about here that we haven't even touched on, and that's the Nintendo games. Yes, in the. Uh, in the GameCube version, then uh-huh. unfortunately it's a, a feature they've taken out in, in recent versions. Because they can make more money yes, that way. Yes, because now they realize there's ways to, to do it. And in their defense, they were kind of making money on it at the time as well. Right That's at true. the same time as the release of Animal Crossing, Nintendo released a peripheral for the uh, the Game Boy called the e-reader. Yep. Uh, it was a device that you would stick into your Game Boy Advance, which could also then connect to your GameCube and uh-huh. then connect with Animal Crossing, uh, that had... Uh, just regular trading cards that had like a code inscribed on the side of them. Yeah, you'd swipe them. Yep, and it would unlock different things, um, including old video games, old uh-huh. NES games. Um, you could also use like action replays or whatever it was at the time to to get these games as well. But they had classic NES games like 
uh, Donkey Kong Jr., Donkey Kong Jr. Math. I think regular Donkey oh, Kong. Ice uh, do you climbers. Want the, do you want the full list? Let me see if I can do it. You pull up that list. And let me sure. see if I can remember everything that was on there. Uh, so, like I said, Donkey Kong Jr., uh-huh. Donkey Kong Jr. Math, uh-huh. regular Donkey Kong. Yep. Uh, Excite Bike. Yep. Clue Clue Land. Uh huh. Um, what else? You arguably heard? Super Mario Brothers. Uh, arguably, yeah. We'll get to arguably that. Arguably The Legend of Zelda, and yep. arguably. One other that I can't remember because there's like the the Forbidden Three is what they call them because they you can only get them by cheating. Oh, I think it was only Forbidden Two. Was it the Forbidden Two? I could have swore it was three. It might have been three, but um, I, I only remember there being two. So balloon fight. Balloon fight. Yep. Um, can you oh. give me a hint? I uh, think sports. Um, sports, sports, uh-huh. sports. That's about the only games you're missing are the sports games and one other. Uh, golf. And two others. Uh, golf is one. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember the others. Uh, baseball, pinball, punch out. Oh, yeah, punch out. Soccer, tennis, and then Wario's Woods. Yes. Wario's uh, Woods, I think, was the other. Oh, was maybe the, it was. That was the, the extra one that also wasn't able to get. But Wario's up. Woods wasn't that great. So yeah. <laughs> it seems weird that they would keep that yeah. hidden. Um, and, and on your birthday, you would get. Like someone would would send you stuff and uh, and on Toy Day and on Toy Day yes and so the first year I had this game so so a few days after I, I yeah right you after know, the game came out was your birthday yeah so and I and I would have gotten this game for my birthday so you know on like I played it like the day before or something like that maybe I think maybe the party was early or something I don't know but uh so I I got I got this game I go to you know play it and my birthday comes right up and I get Donkey Kong the original Donkey Kong I'm like oh yes one of my favorite arcade games this is great I love this so we're playing and months go by and I believe I was on the phone with you at the time Xander Mm -hmm. so we're and it's like you know uh, toy day and we're it's like oh man you know I'm I'm gonna see what I'm gonna get for toy day and I open up the envelope because you know they sent you everything in the mail and so it's like you know like present from mom or something like that is what it is right open it up open the attachment and I read aloud you got Donkey Kong yep and I got a second Donkey Kong that I couldn't give to a friend yep I couldn't do anything with it was just worthless so I should have gotten two Nintendo games for my first year and instead I only got the one and I think uh, cause now Sean our buddy arcade phantom uh-huh. bought the e-reader yeah yeah bought all the cards and uh-huh. you know how he bought those cards uh, not off the top of my head I don't remember so Sean would get money for lunch from his parents. Uh-huh. He wouldn't eat lunch, uh-huh. and he would take the money. Uh huh. And he would go and buy buy those. Okay. But at the time, he didn't have enough to get all of them. Yeah. So Sean, at lunchtime, started panhandling <laughs> to any and everybody he could. And to get I, the e-reader cards. Yes. And I'm pretty sure in one day he made close to twenty dollars. And these pa- these card e-reader packs were like five bucks a piece. That's hilarious. We'd have to ask him for certain, but I'm pretty sure that's how it went. That's that's hilarious. Because I think it was later, maybe he wasn't working there yet. He, I, I don't remember if he was working with me at the time of Animal Crossing coming out or not. He may have. Yeah. But we also, I I got a discount because this, this grocery store also had video games and toys and stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure. So we used my discount to get all these e-reader cards and stuff. So we had like a full <laughs> collection of all the games and everything you could get. And you could reuse them for other Animal yes. Crossing. So hence why I got all the games that I had uh, yep. because you shared. Okay. Yep. I was going to say, because I never had a pro action replay, but I remember having all the Nintendo games, even the forbidden ones like uh, Super Mario and Legend of Zelda. Yeah. I. Uh, which 
I I almost want to say Legend of Zelda might not have even been on the e-reader card. No. I no, think that had to be cheated. Yeah, those were, and I think Sean got them. Okay, so Sean got them for us and through And then somehow his. got okay. us, yeah. I gotcha. Maybe he got them and then sent them to us, or, oh no, he wouldn't have been able to do that, so he would have had to uh, just do it on our system or Because I think you, you were able to pick them up and put them on the ground, and someone would have to like come to your town and pick them up that way. Oh, maybe I you just give somebody my them. Donkey Kong. Yeah. Okay. But I remember that was a that you getting Donkey Kong was a huge joke for us for a long time. Because <laughs> we, we would just constantly look at each other and go, you got Donkey Kong. It basically, it was kind of a, a, a way of saying, you got kind of screwed over. Yeah. Like, that was basically, like, our way of saying that for a long time. Yeah. You got Donkey Kong. Oh, man. There was also just a ton of, like, weekly events that happened in this game, like uh, Joan coming on Sunday. Oh, right, for the, the stock market. For the stock market, yes, yeah, so who told sold you turnips. Uh, that was a good good way to make money. Yeah, probably the best way to make money. Yeah, if if you got lucky. Well, I, I will say I had another way of making money, and you hinted at it earlier. Yes, you did. So in high school, after this game came out, I, I loved it. You know, I, I was super into it. And I, I had a hard time, like, playing late into the evening. I, I, I typically went to bed kind of early and mm-hmm. then woke up very early. So what I started to do is I just thought, well, I'll just wake up even a little earlier, get ready for school, and then I'll go ahead and turn around and, and you know, be ready to roll. And so... I would wake up at like five in the morning. Yep. School for us started at what seven forty five? Seven forty five. Yeah, something like that. Seven thirty ish. So I would wake up around five in the morning. Immediately, like take a shower, come, you know, get into the. I think at that time I was like hanging out in the basement, you know. Yeah. And then I would start playing Animal Crossing until probably like I don't know seven ish or something. Yeah, you lived very close to the high school. Too, yeah. So that didn't hurt. And. Uh, to top it off, uh, at that time, was I driving to school? 2002? 2002, you would have been probably 17-ish? Yeah, so I, I would have been... Yeah, you would have just turned 17. Uh-huh. So yeah, I could I was probably driving to school at that time myself, because this... Uh, yeah, that'd have been senior year, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah it would have been. Uh, so yeah, I was driving myself to school, so basically it was just like 7 o'clock, I was like, all right, wake my sister up, let's roll, and then it was, you know, head to school, but so I would catch Colacanth yep. early in the morning, because they were more likely to appear early. They were more likely to appear early, and when it rained. Yes, that's right, and and when it rained as well as was early in the morning, it was like, yes! Yeah, and Colacanth, uh, do you recall how much they were worth? No, they were worth quite 15, a bit. 15000 <laughs> Yeah. I was making bank! Yeah. I was making Oprah scratch, Xander. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> But I, yeah, I would, I would also just stay up late. Like I had no, I couldn't get up early to save my life, mm-hmm. but I would stay up late and, and catch them. Yeah. It was, it was so much fun. I, but uh, the drawback to that was the stores weren't open. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then heck, I, I think even really early in the morning they weren't yeah. open. So really we both kind of got the short end the of the stick. The weird thing is, is so like the more money you make and the more money you spend in town, the more things will upgrade. So you can upgrade your house. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you upgrade your house all the way, they eventually build a statue for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, so your final, I think your final upgrade gets you a basement, a big room, uh, or a big main floor room in a, in a large upstairs room. Something they, like that, And yeah. they didn't, I don't think they introduced, like, back rooms or side rooms until the the wild world. I think you're right, yeah. Um, but your last, like, loan payment was, like, 900-some-odd thousand bells. Yeah, it was Something a ton. crazy expensive, but realistically you finished paying like you've finished upgrading your house there's no point to pay that back <laughs> there really isn't so if you did you got a, a, a statue built for you uh-huh. 
But the more money you spent in town at Nook's shop would also, it would upgrade the uh, Nook's shop from, like, just Nook's Cranny to, like, Nookington's to... Yeah, Nook, Nook and Go. Yeah, Nook and Go, which was the best. And then there was, like, whatever the final... I think maybe Nookington's was the final. Nookington's was, because Nook and Go was 24 hours. Yes, it was. Which was awesome. And it didn't make sense that, like, you would go from a 24-hour store to a store that was open, like... Not 24 hours. Yeah, it was... That always threw me off. And I get that they're trying to show, like, oh, the town's really, like, you know, really ritzy and, you know, fancy. And, like, why would we be open late? But to me, it's like, yeah, but, like, I I want the 24-hour store. I want to wake up early and play and, like, stay up late and play. And I... I... I, Now, another thing that pops in my head uh, that I wanted to mention was uh, uh, in in my town of Bawaku, you know, so... You know, you had four houses to choose from, and mm-hmm. that's because three other people could live in your town on that yep. same save file. And uh, I believe my sister had a record that she didn't play that much. I think she just played a little bit. Right. But uh, my buddy Andy, uh, who I, I've mentioned on this show yes. before, uh, you know, best friend growing up since like third grade or something. Right. He had a, a you know, a, a, you know, a spot in this town. And it was funny because, like, we would play pretty frequently. Like, we both really liked this game. We would take turns. And uh, our buddy Scott, who I don't think I've mentioned on the show yet before, uh, Scott would come by and he'd be like, hey, guys, what are you up to? And it would be like me watching Andy or something. And we'd be like, oh, we're playing Animal Crossing. And he'd look at it and be like, but you're only doing one player. And I was like, yeah, I'm watching him. And he just would get so fired up about this game. He'd like, he hated Animal Crossing. He hated the music. He hated like looking at it. He hated the notion that like only one person could play. And it was so funny to me because like almost every time he came over to hang out, we had already been hanging yeah. out and playing Animal Crossing. And he was just like, why? Why are you playing this game? And we we're like, but it's relaxing and it feels nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And he hated it. Yeah, uh, the really cool thing, I mean, there was a sort of multiplayer, but it kind of just turned into, like, you're watching your friend play, was being able to take your memory card and go to somebody else's house uh-huh. and then visit towns. Yeah, yeah, you could go visit the town. And uh, I feel like if you had a, and maybe I'm crazy, but if you had a GPA hookup, were you able to both play at the same time no. or no? No, okay. I couldn't remember you if could, that was a thing. I think you could do stuff on the island together. Oh, maybe that's it. But not on the... Um, not on your main game. You just had to sit back helplessly as your friend ran around. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, I feel like I was perpetually just not allowing Sean the Arcade Phantom to do much in my town because I feel right. like the first well, time I let him in. With, yeah, so the thing with Sean is you could let him visit your town, <laughs> but you needed to be sitting right next to him with some sort of weapon in your hand. Yeah, pretty much. Because Sean did this thing uh-huh. where he would come and visit your town uh-huh. and he would walk around and he'd go behind a tree and he would change his outfit to the to the shirt that's like a skull in flames. Uh-huh. Pull out his axe and start chopping down your trees, which is an irreparable thing. Uh-huh. Like you you mean you can plant new trees, sure, but they take time to to grow back up. Yeah. And it like if your if your trees are all cut down, the town's like this town kind of looks like butts. And like it just really <laughs> lowers morale. And Sean because he knew he could do it would go around chopping your trees down. So mm-hmm. you had to just hit him like, no, Sean, you're not doing that to take the controller back from him. <laughs> yeah, basically. Much like a dog would, or a, a dog owner would watch their dog with a newspaper rolled up. That's what you had to do with Sean. <laughs> Pretty much. He was really rotten in that game. But uh, that's how you had to go and, and get fruit from other towns because fruit yeah. that was grown from another city was worth more. Yeah, exactly. So I think you got like 100 bells for each of your, your locally grown fruit uh-huh. and you would get 500 for 
exotic fruit. I think I had peaches. In I my had town. apples. I think. Okay. And there were also cherries and oranges. Yeah, there's quite a few. And then if you went to the island, you could get coconuts or bananas. Oh, yeah. So the Game Boy Advance could connect to it, and you could go visit an island, and you get all kinds of stuff. Your character could get a tan if he was there for too long. Like, <laughs> all kinds of, like, small, dumb things. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. It was pretty neat. And all, just all the details of this game were just so... It's what kept you coming back. And, uh, oh, you know what I think I was thinking of... Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't so much, I think, appearances were was over 200. It was the amount of animals, uh, residents. Oh, That was right. over 200. That... There were more mm-hmm. animal residents in this game than there were Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Now, now that leads us to a, a, a really big thing that I, I almost forgot to bring up. Uh, who were some of your residents? Who were your favorite residents? Who did you hate? So... Because so I know who you loved. I know you know who I loved, and we'll talk about that momentarily. <laughs> Um, but there were a bunch of, so like, because there were so many different animals and animal crossing, Yeah, some of them were in different games. So I might get things mixed up. Um, but one of my favorites was, uh, an elephant named Dizzy. He was your favorite. And which is weird because I don't really, I'm not like a huge elephant fan. Like it's never been a thing for me, but Dizzy was always, he was a really nice dude. Um, and so I would always get him gifts. I would always take and do nice things for him. He also had, because every animal has like their own design motif in their house. Didn't he have like play sets in his? I think so. Like slides and like play yeah, sets and it's stuff. It's just a fun loving, nice looking elephant. You yeah. Know? yeah. Um, but the the thing of Animal Crossing is not your residents don't stay. They might not, know. They might move to, or just, a, just they might just leave the game entirely they might mm-hmm. go to a town that you never know yeah uh or they might go to a town of one of your friends so mm. you can go to your your friend's town and find them so i visited craig's uh town one day uh-huh. and came back only to find out that my neighbor dizzy had left <laughs> for my town left, left I, for a coup. i stole dizzy from xander and i didn't i didn't like i wasn't like man i really hope i steal xander's favorite like guy yeah uh, it was just he popped out like and xander left for the day or whatever and he was like what the what and i like loaded up my game because i think you might have called yeah. me i think you called me and you're like you son of a where is dizzy and i was like what do you mean where's dizzy he's in your town and he, you're like no he's not he left <laughs> and i loaded up my game and i was like uh-oh and, and so yeah. then you tra- you started abusing him i wanted to get get him yeah. to go back and to your so, town so you're trying to and it just never worked he stayed in your town he yeah he just he he just loved that i eventually got a squirrel I don't remember what its name was. Uh, it was a blue squirrel, if I'm not mistaken. I hate you, Xander. I hate you, Tuds. And I would beat it. I would beat <laughs> him with it. You could hit him with your with your bug catching net. Uh huh. And ev- and they would eventually like just be mean to you or like just say that they didn't like you. And eventually, this this squirrel, like Craig just said, said, "I hate you, Xander. I hate you, Tuds." <laughs> and I thought that was so funny. Uh-huh. I I I had uh, a few people in town that I liked. I had like a penguin that was kind of cool. Hopper. Yeah, I think that might have been it. The little emperor penguin with the... Yeah, I, I think it was in my town. I had a wolf named Wolfgang. Mm-hmm. I had probably the weirdest and most interesting person in my town was Kabuki. Yes, the cat. cat the cat Kabuki with like face. Kabuki uh, uh, face paint. I also had like another like black cat or something like named Kiki, I think, or something yeah. like that. But uh, uh, Yeah, all of, the, all of the animals had like a distinct like house motif. They had like a certain they had like mm-hmm. a signature shirt they would wear uh-huh. and they would all have a saying that they would say. Oh, and you could get them to and change it. Yeah, you eventually you could talk to them and be like, hey man, I've been, you know, I've been saying uh, 
like the cats say, I've been saying purr too much. Uh-huh. People say it's 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 out of style. What do you think? And you can say no, I think it's cool, or you can say yeah, change it, and you can change what they say. Uh-huh. Did you did did you have something that every single one of them said to you? I don't think it was every single one, uh, but I, I vaguely and I don't even remember what it was, but I vaguely recall trying to get them all to say weird stuff. I thought they all referred to you as master or something like that. <laughs> Yo, know, that sounds right. <laughs> that sounds like something I would do because I'm a creep. I I do remember uh, there was a time I think it was Andy was playing and he was like you know ta- he went to talk to somebody. And they were like, oh, man, I got this really cool letter from uh, from Craig. And, and, you know, and Annie's like, OK, yeah, what's it say? And it was just this like stalkerish like letter. Like I've been staying. I've been hiding in the bushes outside your house. Like you 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 dress funny, things like that. It was just like all this really creepy stuff. And that's what I would do is I, I would purposely in Animal Crossing, especially to like like if I would go to a friend's town and then you know could send letters to the people because you can meet their neighbors yeah. and then send them stuff i would purposely just send really weird creepy stuff just because yeah. i knew that it would eventually somebody would open it and just be like i was watching you sleep through the window last night it looked like you had bad dreams love craig yeah and <laughs> that's, like, a, that's a, so you could send letters or like write posts on the on the town bulletin board and the game had no way of knowing what you were saying. Oh yeah, no. I it, it, like I, I think you could honestly even curse. I, I think yeah. later games later eventually games edited maybe. it. Yeah, yeah. But in the first one, I don't I, I don't you think can say they whatever cared. you want and they would ter- they would cherish those letters and like take <laughs> they them. Loved with, them. And it was so funny getting like p- animals from your town that were like, "Oh, my best friend Craig wrote this." And I was like, "I hate you. Die. <laughs> Leave this town and never come back." Like Oh, I love Craig. He was great. <laughs> I I would purposely just do all the weirdest stuff I could, knowing that like friends or even strangers eventually would get these weird, creepy letters. Yeah, and you would it would like build town morale and stuff if you sent letters. And realistically, you could have just like opened a letter, scribbled whatever, and then sent it. I always wrote thoughtful letters. <laughs> it I always took wrote way long. It's like like I had a time limit. I had the entire day to do these things. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Very true. Oh, oh man! God. Just there's so much like their furniture sets. There's oh god, yeah. Just so many different things to to do in this game. It really is creepy impressive. gyroids you can dig up. Yeah, I you know there I I feel like there's not enough hours in the day to talk about everything you can do. Yeah, you know puns that they say when you catch fish or insects. Yep. You know, it's just it's insane the amount of depth in this game. That at surface level is so simple. It looks so shallow. Yes. Like it looks so the shallow. The graphics are nothing to write home about. No, no. In fact, uh, I think critics were kind of hard on the game. They were like, oh man, like the GameCube's better than this. And it's like, yeah, but they had to be that simple because there's just so much to the game. Yeah. And unless you really dive into the game, you won't know that. You know, like shout out to Scott from like, you know, 15 to 18 years ago. Hey, buddy, stop, sit down, and watch the game, and don't judge it so hard. Right. I. Uh, but I. Uh, crazy thing is, is, is no matter how simple it is, it's so addicting. It is, and it's why they are still making like making more games. Uh, yeah, we have for the. Uh, it's not out yet. Uh, so you know, it's dating this episode a bit, but you know, the Switch version is not out yet. And so I'm sure it'll be a big seller for Nintendo. I don't doubt it. It's only six and a half months away, Craig. That's a long time. I know. But it's we're almost there. If if we maybe if we give it like six months, listen to this episode, we won't feel so bad when it's only a half month away. Right. So the the beautiful thing is that we get Astral Chains this week. 
we get Legend of Zelda next month, uh-huh. the Link's Awakening. Uh-huh. The following week, we get Dragon Quest, and those should hold us over till November when we get Pokemon, and that should hold us over until Animal Crossing. I feel like I'll definitely still be playing Pokemon at that time. When Animal I feel Quest like I'll definitely out. still be playing Dragon Quest. <laughs> Dragon Quest is a long game. I'm excited. It'll be aside from Dragon Quest Builders, it'll be my first real foray into because I don't think you can count nine. Nine was, I mean, you can kind of count nine, but it's not. It's a little different. It's almost like counting Final Fantasy eleven. Yeah, I mean, it's there and it kind of works, but it's not exactly the yeah. same. Yeah, so I, I feel like that's definitely. I guess technically I played a little bit of eight as well. Oh, that's true. You did play a little bit of eight. Anyway, yeah. it'll, hopefully it'll be the first one I complete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a, a a phenomenal game. But uh, we're not here to talk about Dragon Quest. Get, get out, out of here. <laughs> get out of here, Craig. I'm sorry. I'll leave. Craig, come back. We have to talk about Animal Crossing. <laughs> We didn't even talk about the music We yet. didn't. We need to talk about the music, but first, we need to check in with our sponsor. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who were there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Whoa, boom so, we're finally talking about the music. Who composed this? Oh, boy. So, there's a lot to talk about here, Xander. Uh, so, this was composed by uh, a team. Kazumi Totaka, Kenta Nagata, Toru Minigishi, and Shinobu Tanaka. So, Kazumi uh, Totaka worked on Mario Paint, Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins, Wave Race 64, other Animal Crossing games. Uh, we, we've mentioned this before on mm-hmm. Legend of Retro, but uh, Totaka always leaves behind a jingle in all of his games. Yes, he does. And uh, so in this game, of course, you know, has that as well. But uh, we also have Kenta Nagata, who I off the bat knew that he worked on Mario Kart 64. Uh, which is an awesome soundtrack. Mm-hmm. He also has done 1080 snowboarding. He is also uh, uh, worked on Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker Ooh. with, uh, of course, of course, Koji, Koji Kondo. Kondo. Toru, uh, Toru Minigishi, uh, Minigishi uh, also worked on Wind Waker as well as Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask, Twilight Princess, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, and the Splatoon series. Mm-hmm. Shinobu Tanaka worked on Super Mario Sunshine, uh, Mario Kart Double Dash, Mario Kart DS, and Luigi's Mansion. Nice. So this is a a really, for Nintendo, an all-star lineup. You know, we don't have Koji Kondo, who's their, like, star player, Mm -hmm. but we have a lot of great musical talent behind this game. Yeah. Um, And there's also, also, we we failed to mention before, um, K.K. Slider who was one of our weekly events. Saturday nights at 8 o'clock, I always kicked myself for missing... I missed uh, it way too many times too. I remember he would getting come mad. And, and play a song for you. You could make you could make requests, um, or you could just listen to whatever he wanted to play for you. And he would always give you a, an air check or a, a a recording of his song, yeah. so you could play it in your house. Yeah, it was a really interesting feature because it's how you got to view the credits to the game. Yep, he would play this song, and like he had a like million different songs that he would play or that you could request or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, you would uh, uh, be able to take home the recording, which is 
kind of neat yeah. kind of weird you know because you actually could buy record players yeah. and like jukeboxes and other things that would play music in your house but there was no ending to this game not really just i mean in the sense that credits roll yeah. yeah kk slider every week but like aside from that no it's not like harvest moon where inevitably pops comes home and he's like what have you done to your grandfather's farm right. and you know things like that yeah. like this is a game that just you could be playing it today in fact i uh, you know we we wanted to talk more about the game so i didn't dive into too many other like yeah. random things but like i uh, there's a, a few kind of interesting things out there like one story is of uh, there's a guy who, like, to this day is still playing his original, like, Animal Crossing oh, wow. game. Like, every day he's played it. And then there's another really just heart-wrenching story about uh, a guy whose mother got only into this video game. She ended up passing away, and he ended up finding, like, he booted up the town and found, like, she had wrote letters to him about how oh, much, wow. like, she loved him. And, like, it's it's gut-wrenching. When you when you see that story, you can't not cry. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. But I uh, tell you what, Xander, let's go ahead and dive into some of the music for the game. Uh, what do you say we start with, like, the title theme? Yeah, we've talked about the title theme on Legend of Retro before. It was in our opening theme bracket. Uh, but it's a wonderful song. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll take a listen to it here. music kind of sets the tone for what all of the rest of the soundtrack is it's Very super mellow super mellow super jazzy super just like I don't even know how to how else to describe it. It's just very chill. Yeah, that was that's exactly what I was going to say. It's super chill. The music is just very relaxing, but not so relaxing that it's putting you to sleep. It's just making you comfortable. Yeah. And what's really neat is it would uh, it changes every hour. So every hour you hear the chime for your 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 town letting you know that it's a new mm-hmm. hour and a new song starts so it never gets stale yeah like you still kind of hear the and it like it doesn't have a set it doesn't have a set like opening or ending necessarily mm-hmm. so that it just kind of loops and you don't realize that it has has looped so let's listen to some of those those uh our our themes we're gonna first up listen to 7 a.m this is the music that played at 7 a.m., which unfortunately I was always just... Just going, means it's time for just, you to go to school. Yeah, exactly. Just catching that first part and then would head off to school a few minutes later. Let's go ahead and uh, give this a listen. I don't know that I've ever uh, actually heard this. Mm-hmm. 
so mellow for the morning. Yeah, it really is. And it's funny because uh, this came out six years before it, but it almost reminds me in like today of the music from Persona 4. Yeah, I can hear that. Yeah, it, it's it's very, very like mellow, but has that like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I'm not very good with music like that techno-y kind of. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I really love that. So, Xander, you have uh, a theme chosen as well. Like, uh, what time was uh, uh, your time? This is 1 p.m. normal. So there's also, like, winter. There's, like, cherry festival time. Like, yeah. So they're all, you know, different times of year has, has different rotating music, so mm-hmm. it totally doesn't get stale. But uh, I think once this starts, you'll kind of realize why this one stood out to me and uh, <laughs> why I like it so much. a little weird <laughs> just the weird cat noises i know it stuck out to me all the time this song gets stuck in my head all the time um, and it's weird when i walk around like humming it because i'll always just be like do 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 it's not really a, a, a whistle song because you eventually just have to make a weird cat noise yeah it's hard to whistle a cat noise yeah i but i Xander, we have at least one more track that we, we got to listen have to. Two right? more, two more. Yes, because we can't talk about Animal Crossing, and like we we almost forgot to mention KK Slider, aka Toto Keke, who is named, of course, after the the head composer of the game. Yeah, yeah. So KK Slider, we mentioned, is you know he he plays the the credit music essentially, yep. and you know this is one of his songs, and uh, they're a little weird. But they're, but they're so charming. They really are. And and I'll, I'll talk more about it afterwards. But there's this is a this is Go KK Rider, and mm-hmm. this is when you go and request this song to him at the at the tree on Saturday night, starting at eight a.m. Yeah. or eight p.m. Me, 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 me
So he just kind of talks. That's another thing that we didn't mention about the Animal Crossing characters is they talk animalese when they have when their text pops up. Yeah, it's almost like they say every letter out loud for every word and just it jumbles together at high speed. It, that's almost what it reminded me yeah, of. Yeah, it's like it, they are. It's almost like they're actually reading what you're saying, but just like super fast and super high pitched that you can just barely make it out. Yeah. So if, if they were saying hi, it would almost be like they would say they were saying H I. But, you know, it's so sped up that it's like, you know, and it's like, and it almost sounds like, oh, did they say hi? It kind of sounds like it. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know entirely if that's how the language or if works. they laughed, you could totally hear them going. Like, yeah, it was really weird and mildly creepy to a, a degree. creepy, but like also you couldn't help but want to try to figure out if they were actually saying the words. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's an example of K.K. Slider playing a song for you live. And then he also would give you the air check. And this one was one of my favorites. Um, it's a significantly different... It's like the same tune, you can tell for sure. Mm -hmm. But uh, it is a little bit different uh, because of playing... Uh, you know, just like if you listen to a concert CD versus sure. listening to a studio recording. So this is what's considered the studio recording of K.K. Ska. are much shorter loops yeah they're they're quite a bit uh shorter of songs i i will say that i did have kk scott playing in my house uh at, in one of the rooms i had i don't remember which one yeah and there was I like that one imperial kk there was comrade kk there's all kinds of stuff kk country kk like, rock it, it, it was KK ridiculous metal <laughs> yeah there, there's tons of stuff that you could get uh have them request and uh yeah, the like the with such a, a a large game and the fact that you could play it arguably twenty four hours straight and you know, so you, you always had to have something a little different and so the music would change like you said per season, mm -hmm. per hour, different events, different places with it, different music. And so yeah, it was it was a great way to not make it so stale. Yeah, and if you uh if you didn't know what you wanted him to request or what you wanted him to play, he would play something at random and you would get that that air check. And if you mm -hmm. typed in something dumb like KK butt song, he would be like, uh, that's not really my bag. Let me play this for you. Yeah. And he would, there were three predetermined songs that he would play based on that. Yeah. Um, but that's, uh, that's it for our, I mean, we could literally list, there's so many songs. <laughs> Technically all the NES games music are in here. So we could say, Oh, Super Mario Brothers theme was my favorite song, but obviously we're not, but I was going to be that, that guy, but then I thought, nah, I don't want to be that guy. If you guy. get the chance to find the soundtrack online and just give it a listen, it's something that as I was listening, trying to fi find the 1 PM song, I was like, yeah. I really need to just download this, put this on my phone. So as I'm driving, it's like a nice calm, like who cares? It's high traffic. Listen to how sweet this music is. I will not really guarantee that this is a cure for road rage. There you go. <laughs> Uh, so any other final thoughts on Animal Crossing before we move into our retro relapse? It's it's hard to tell people, hey, go find a GameCube, go find the original Animal Crossing. You know, so I, I think for a lot of people, the best bet is just to keep moving along in the series. Yeah. And that's you know? kind of a cool thing is you don't have to play the previous games to understand what's going to go on in the next right, one. Right, right. Because you're starting a whole new world. Absolutely. But if you happen to have a GameCube, 
and you, you know, just don't have Animal Crossing and like an extra memory card, maybe, you know, check out your your used video game stores, mm-hmm. because honestly, I would imagine that a lot of copies of Animal Crossing are floating around. I can't I, imagine it's that expensive. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I would imagine copies with the original memory card are a little bit tougher to come across, but the the normal game itself. Yeah, sure. It, it can't be that hard to find, I would say. So I, I would absolutely recommend getting it. I For me and Xander, this is a game that we, we can't, can't recommend, recommend enough. enough. Yep. Um, when New Leaf, the one for the 3DS, came out, uh, it came out right around the time of E3, I remember, and mm-hmm. I post, posted a picture online that was like, uh, you know, like the picture of Spider-Man sitting at the desk, and it's like everybody's talking about this, and I'm doing this. Uh-huh. But it was Reggie holding a 3DS, and he's like, everybody's talking about E3. I'm sitting here playing Animal Crossing, <laughs> and every year on online it'll pop up and it'll say like, hey, we remember this memory from from this. And a friend of mine, and this is kind of my my last parting thought of Animal Crossing, because yeah. we literally could. We we're at an hour right now. We could go for five more, <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine's like, I'll never forget when I when I you introduced me to Animal Crossing on GameCube and I talked to you months after and I was like, Hey, I finally paid off my loan. What do I do now? Like they've they've got the statue and I was like, You live. <laughs> like that's the point of this game is you just live. Mm-hmm. Like the the creator of the game based it off of him moving almost three hundred miles away from his home and having that empty feeling of like my friends and family aren't here. Yeah. I miss them. I'm starting a whole new life. And so he wanted to make that into a video game. And now we have Animal Crossing. Mission accomplished. God bless moving. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Xander, let's jump into our retro relapse for today. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. So, today we get to talk about... The Adventures of Gilligan's Island for Nintendo. If I was a better person, I'd start reciting the lyrics to the theme song. It's like, now sit right back on a something, something, <laughs> la, 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 a three-hour tour. But a three-hour yeah. tour. That's about all I know. Um, so yeah, I did not the, watch it. I did not watch it. I was never a Gilligan's Island fan. I list, I would always listen to the theme song, and I'd peace out afterwards. Yeah, that's basically it for me. Looney Tunes was done. Yeah, yeah, basically. When when uh, when Nick at Night was on, it meant that I was not as interested. Yep. It wasn't until years later that I would be like, are these cartoons done? I want to watch all the old TV shows. I never had oh, that. Oh, dude. <laughs> I never After had After we that. graduated from high school and I didn't have a job and I wasn't going to school. <laughs> oh, no, I, I had a job. But I was I would like just stay up all night anyway because that's what you do. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, Full House to Cosby Show to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, to Roseanne, like just repeating all night, I was in heaven. Yeah, we see how all, all, all that, how well yeah, that all I, aged. I mean, true, yeah. <laughs> the shows are still good, so what if... Yeah, no, anyway. <laughs> we're not even going to get into that. Yeah. We don't have... We, we're already over an hour. We, we need to get yeah. moving. So, uh, this game... It's a game. It's a game, for sure. It, it, it was, is. Uh, it was released by Bandai in July of 1990, so super timely with the airing of this television show. Yeah, because, I mean, Gilligan's Island was like an 80s show, right? Uh, maybe. A- 80s? Let me Early 90s show? Maybe? Let's take a I'm look. I'm sure it was. Here. Like, why would they come out with a I Gilligan's can't... Island game in 1990 if it wasn't an 80s TV show? Well, it must first... have aired alongside G.I. Joe and Transformers, the right? The first episode uh-huh. of Gilligan's Island yeah. aired September 26, 1964. Right, 19... 19- Oh, and the final episode aired April seventeenth, nineteen eight. I'm sorry, sixty seven. 
Why was this game relevant? Who did they make this game for? (laughs) That's such a weird thing to think about. I mean, but I mean, at that time, back in those days, like the television shows were only on like there. You only had like two, three channels, so it was like in everybody's home. Everybody knew it, and so they lasted longer than like it would be super weird to get like a Angry Beavers video game now, which is essentially what happened. This is. 23 years after the show aired that's yeah. insanity it is and uh i mean we're lucky nowadays to get reboots of like we just got the rocco's modern life movie on netflix and invader zim and invader zim like that's cool because like oh that's a throwback like but that's still a niche market <laughs> oh it is absolutely i uh, so i i mean it, the game's garbage. It, it, no, it's, it's awful. Yeah, it, it was terrible. It was it was really bad. It was one of those like bad that you wanted to keep going to find out like am, am I bad at this game or is this game bad? Oh no, it was the game was bad. Yeah, it, it was not us. It was the game. It, it makes me think of like how much I complain about um, video games nowadays having too many tutorials at the beginning. Uh huh. This game could have really used a tutorial. <laughs> Yeah, you're not wrong. Or just a little bit of handholding, but I guess that's what the the manuals were for. But this is a fine example. Like I'm sure if you know what you're doing in this game, it's a little more interesting if you sure. know where to go. But otherwise, you're just exploring these very similar screens, looking for people. Uh, uh, I don't know. And like when we even found people, it was like, oh. Gilligan, I, I lost my wedding ring. Whoever gives me my wedding ring is gonna get a nice thing of caviar. And it was like, oh. cool, where's your wedding ring? And if you don't talk to the wife, you don't find out that some bird took it in a tree. But there's trees in literally every screen. What tree are we looking for? <laughs> it was really bad. And there's so much difficult terrain that it's just hard to find. Boars are attacking you. You, you fall punched into a monkey and it turned into a snake at one point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this game I was... I forgot I had that power. The power to turn any... Thing I touch into a snake, yeah, which is arguably the most evil power any one person can have. So, according to the old Wikipedia, the game's four levels are doted with threats from creatures in addition to headhunters and the surrounding terrain. The player has to wander around the island collecting various objects, speaking with the other castaways, and solving various puzzles. Players most frequently rescue Gilligan, who frequently gets lost or stuck in things. The player has to pull him back with a rope or rescue him if he falls down one of many holes. <laughs> Enemies deplete players' life bars. A time limit for each level. The skipper can attack most of the game's enemies with a punch or a club. There are four bosses in the game: a gorilla, a large cannibal who is the leader of the headhunters, a large bear, and a skeleton. That seems very culturally insensitive that we're fighting a cannibal. Yeah, a little bit. Just, yeah. uh, just a bit. I don't feel that aged very well. I eight-bit scale. I think I'm going to give it like a two out of eight. It was really I, bad. I mean, it was. It was playable in the sense that you could like go places and I never felt like the controls impeded me from like exploring the game. So that's why I can't give it a one. But yeah, I think you're right. A two. Yeah, it, like the music was nothing to write home about. No. It was literally like the theme song and then like some generic NES music, but nothing that stuck out. Yeah, and nothing. It was really crummy. Yeah. And I thought that a game based on a 20 year old television show would have been amazing. Right. I mean, when by the time we played it, it was what? gone off the air for 50 some odd years <laughs> that's depressing to think about yeah boy yeah that was that was really it was very crummy i i sometimes i feel like the glitch chooses these games yeah. for us because he hates us 50 the game the series had ended 52 years ago by the time we played this game and uh i mean like i 
It just comes back to the fact that, like, even if we played it when it first came out, like, we were still 23 years removed. Right. And who was this game made for? Who who was jonesing for a Gilligan's Island game? I don't know. Because, I mean, my parents, maybe. <laughs> All right. Like, I mean, so, fair. Like, 1967, my mom would have been 17. Probably not for her. No. <laughs> I feel like Gil... And my mom didn't play video games as, you know, like... Well, yeah, she was never into video yeah. games or anything, right? Anyway, so... Yeah, like, I... It's real goofy. <laughs> it is. But you know another thing that's kind of interesting? I don't know if I've ever talked to anyone who actually liked Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Like, like there's a lot of shows, you know, Hogan's Heroes and uh, Leave it to Beaver and Andy Griffith Show. All these shows, I know someone who likes them. Yeah. But I don't know if I've ever met anybody who liked Gilligan's Island. That's interesting. Have you? That's, I don't think so. I'll start asking old people I know. <laughs> Shout out to I, all of not, our listeners. Not so much. Not so much. Hey, do you remember Gilligan's Island? As much as, hey, did you like Gilligan's Island? Like, was it a show that you enjoyed? Yeah, I, I would be very interested to know who out there really, really likes Gilligan's Island. I've got a, I've got a class later today, and my teacher is seventy plus. I'm gonna ask him. Yeah, ask him. He's gonna ask anybody. Have any questions? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch and enjoy Gilligan's Island when it was on? I hope, I hope that it's like I get to be in the hallway. So when he's like, "Yeah, I did," I get to kick in the door and be like, like, "No, but did you really? Like, did you really like Gilligan's Island? You liar! You filthy liar!" I'll see if I can somehow record it because I feel like that'll be (laughs) just completely random. And I'm I'm older than all my classmates by at least ten years, so it's gonna be just a super more awkward. Yeah. Oh, I great. was alive when old the video. Kids, old kids talking to the old teacher. Uh, speaking of Invader Zim. <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Uh, <laughs> Not you, old kid. How's it going? <laughs> uh, anyway, we've got too much show today. we got to talk real quick about our uh, character theme bracket. Yeah, so uh, our theme bracket, as we've been doing the last few seasons, is now on character themes. Mm-hmm. And this week is... Uh, a pretty interesting one. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm really interested to see how this one goes because we don't have. I mean, both of them are from popular games, mm-hmm. but less popular games. Yeah, they're 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 like not even cult classics. They're popular. They're just not as popular as like other games yeah, of so, the era. Although they're both on the PlayStation. Yes. So up first we have Delita's theme from Final Fantasy Tactics, mm-hmm. uh, which was composed by, pardon me, uh, Hitoshi Sakamoto and Masaharu Iwata. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is from Final Fantasy Tech. Tell us about Delita. Who's Delita in that game? Delita is sort of the villain. He he basically well, it has to be a villain because it's you, it's one of your picks. Uh, sh- we, it, only on Patreon they know uh, that. <laughs> so, anyway, so I uh, for more information, jump on uh, uh, Patreon.com/slash/GameZillaMedia and listen to our Game Shark episode where we did a draft for this, uh, all the choices. But uh, yeah, Delita is a. Uh, He's a commoner who sort of gets fed up with the fact that, you know, like the ruling classes of nobles and stuff. And so he starts kind of enacting this plan that kind of is going to lead him into power. And he sort of becomes the villain after like the first chapter, after he mm-hmm. starts off as your friend. And so, uh, yeah, Delita is kind of a complex character in the game. It's, it's very interesting stuff. I, I don't want to spoil anything. So let's go ahead and uh, give the theme a listen.
And so that's Delita's theme. It's real kind of like, sort of almost suspenseful. Like you feel like there's something more going on and it's kind of heavy. It's, it sounds really sad. It is. It's, I mean, like, Delita's story is kind of a sad one, you know? It's, honestly, almost every story in Final Fantasy Tactics is a little sad. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Xander, what We've do we have? We've talked about it before. The only thing I know about Final Fantasy Tactics is blame yourself or God. <laughs> or don't blame me, blame yourself or God. <laughs> yep. And that's all I ever think about with that. Oh, God, it's such a good game. Such a phenomenal game. Yeah. But uh, it's going up against another RPG heavy hitter from the PlayStation. It sure is. It's going up against Dart's theme from The Legend of Dragoon, which was composed by uh, Dennis Martin and Takeo Miratsu. Yeah, let's go ahead and... Uh... I don't know anything about <laughs> Legend of Dragoon. I know bits and pieces. I bought it on for my Vita, and I still need to play it. Oh, well. But I need to play it close. for like... 20 minutes and abandon it like Chops did Final Fantasy 6. Because that was our deal. He plays Final Fantasy 6, I'll play Legend of Dragoon. So, anyway, here is Dart's theme. Than it does. It's very a character. It, it is very battle or like battle uh, sort of centric. It seems. Uh, it's kind of exciting. It, it, yeah. it is very different than Delita's theme, which is kind of sad and somber and morose. Like you know, Dart's theme is kind of like exciting and like he's doing fun things. You it know? reminds me almost of like a Mega Man X song, but yeah. like toned down in excitement. I could see that. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see these two go up against each other because, I mean, both are very loved franchises, yeah. Tactics and, and Legend of Dragoon. And, you know, but they're very different themes. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how people uh, vote. Uh, but when it comes to voting, make sure to go ahead and uh, follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. We have an account there for uh, voting as well as our Discord. And you get a bonus vote if you're also a member of our Patreon page. So make sure to go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media where not only you get extra votes you get early access to the retro relapse videos but you also have that game shark show we mentioned where we cover different topics every month as we you know uh, uh continue on and yeah i uh i feel like that covers just about everything uh today doesn't it xander just about so uh thanks for tuning in and listening um go out and play animal crossing ignore gilligan's island and find somebody who liked the show and we'll catch you next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues, continues. Yeah.